This is Rabbi Sharon Brous, Rabbi Yedikar, where we are dedicated to reinvigorating Jewish community, ritual, and learning, all while laying the foundation for a just and loving society. You're listening to Ikar's sermons and talks, just the good stuff. We hope you'll enjoy. Thank you for your support. I am uh, I'm happy to be back. I was on vacation for a couple of weeks and it was really sweet. I was, I'm, I'm totally unwound and relaxed. Good. Now the high holy days are coming. So I step back into peak anxiety here at Ikar and, uh, and it's all I can think of, it's all we can think about uh, and, and, and all I can talk about. In fact, I have this theory that, um, that rabbis de devote the, the month of Elul to, to preparing for the high holidays because we're stressed out. So we'd like you to be stressed out too. We don't want you relaxing while we're um, freaking out. But, but really it's more than that. We, we, we should be not stressed out, but preparing. Tradition designates this month, the month of Elul, as a month of preparation for the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the 10 days of tshuva, of, of return, of repentance, of repair. So in this month, whenever we, whenever we study Torah, whenever we read the Torah, when we read these last parshot of the Torah, we're always, we rabbis, we're always looking for tshuva. We're always looking for the themes of Elul, the themes of the upcoming high holidays. We're looking for stories of tshuva. The problem is with a parsha like Kitetse, um, which as Rabbi said, Rabbi Brown said, is, is all law, 74 laws. Uh, there, there aren't any stories. They're just, it's just a catalog of laws. And, and these are not the love the Lord your God, honor your father and mother kind of laws. These, are, these, these laws have an eye to, uh, to a new state, a new society that will be built across the Jordan. And so they're very technical, very prosaic regulations that are about governing the running of a society with all of its, all of its intricacies and problems. So there's property law, laws of inheritance, agricultural law, family law, criminal law, loans and payment. There are safety regulations. How do you build a building and, and even sanitation regulations, right? About how you go to the bathroom. So where's my, where's my high holy Torah here? Um, and then of course, there's the, there's the, there's the great opening. When you go out to war, you go out to war against your enemy. The, the laws of war, dealing with those savage realities and what, and what to do, what to do, the first laws they discuss are what to do with captives. This, this, is, this is intense stuff, but it's, it's, not, so, it's not so relevant to, to, to the high holy days. It's not so relevant really at, at all for us today, ever since we wandered out into the diaspora. And even the modern state of Israel, they don't use these laws to regulate their conduct in the war. Um, so it's certainly not relevant to the, to the work of Elul. Is it that deep inner work? These laws are about the, the outer world around us. And we're thinking about the inner world, the, the spiritual, the personal. Whereas Kitetse is, is brutally practical and social. So what do we do with this Torah now that we're here in Elul? Well, one of the things we can do is we can turn to Hasidic commentary, that unique style of interpretation that emerged in the 18th century, which again and again attempts to spiritualize and personalize the stories and the laws of the Torah. 
So it's no surprise that the classic Hasidic reading of that opening line of our parsha, when you go out to war against your enemy, the classic Hasidic reading going all the way back to the Baal Shem Tov himself in Keter Shem Tov, if you want to look it up, is that the enemy that we're fighting is the Yetzer Hara, the desire for evil within us. Now that's a high holy day Torah. The battle with the enemy within. And then the question becomes, how do you capture the Yetzer Hara, right? You continue to read it through those laws. But before we go there, I can't help but ask a more classic Torah question, which is, haven't we seen this before? We, ha we have. Just, just last week, in, in last week's Parsha, just the last chapter, chapter 20, began with the exact same language. You, you can't ignore that repetition. That's one of the ways, one of the classic ways that the Torah communicates. The really hallmark of its literary style is the repetition of words and phrases. And we're meant to try and, and, and seek some connection between them. It's the first great, or one of the first great hyperlinked texts. So when we hear this week, we have to go back and ask, well, what's the connection? What, what, what's going on there in that other war? But actually, back there, they aren't quite at war yet. That kitetse, that when you go out to war, is speaking about when you're about to go out to war. You're getting ready. When you get close to battle, when you're getting ready for battle, the priest, uh, the Torah says, comes, and, comes out and speaks to the troops to inspire them, to, to, to give them courage, um, and then the priest gives three military exemptions. Before they go out to war, there are three classic exemptions, soldiers who are excused from fighting. The first one, who, who is it, who here has just built a new house, but hasn't really lived in it, has, is still establishing their house? Well, they don't have to go out to war. Why? Pennamut, lest the, God forbid they die and they never got to, to settle into their new home. They never got to experience this house that they've just built. The second case, who has planted a vineyard but never harvested? Go back home. Go back home. You haven't yet reaped the reward of all of your hard work. And maybe when you return, someone else will have taken it or it'll be destroyed. And then the third case, someone who just got engaged but hasn't gotten married. Go back home, go back home. Start your life, work on your relationship. You're, you're in no headspace for war. So what do we have here? Concerns for housing, for produce, for income, for relationships, for family, for a loving community. If these things are not securely in place, then we can't expect you to be ready to fight because you've got the basic concerns of life to worry about, not some greater national cause. Okay, so that's, that's the connection between these, these two kitetses, these two when you go out to war. One is when you really go out to war, that's this week, but one, the earlier phrase is, is about when, that period before you go out to war. Okay, now 
Let's follow that logic and read it back into our Hasidic understanding of this week's Remember, it's the inner war against your desire for evil, for sin. It's a, it's a war of self-reflection, a war of self-improvement. And that's, that's good work. That's, that's inner work. It's important work. It's spiritual work. But it seems you cannot do that inner work. You cannot have that focus. You cannot fight this kind of battle until you do the outer work of getting your life in place, getting your, your house in order, literally. In other words, if you are suffering from housing insecurity, from financial insecurity, from family insecurity, relational insecurity, then you cannot be expected to do the spiritual work of the high holy days. And this, this is a basic psychological truth, right? I learned it in, in school, um, famously um, uh, uh, under uh, the, 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 banner, the rubric of Abraham Maslow's uh, Pyramid of the Hierarchy of Needs. Did you ever, you ever learn this? It's a classic if you ever took a psychology 101 class. So there's this pyramid and, and at the top, the place your head is, is self-actualization. Self-actualization. Get coming to realize who you really are. But, but you, the, the point of the pyramid is that you have to start at the bottom and address the, the most basic needs before you start working on, your, on yourself, before you start actualizing yourself. So at the very bottom are, are physiological needs, air and water and food. And then one step up are, are safety needs, just basic security and safety, being okay, not feeling in danger. And then love and belonging, and only then can you work on his self-esteem and then finally self-actualization. In fact, there are, he names various forms of self-actualization. And the final stage of self-actualization is what he calls transcendence. Now, that's what I want from my high holy days this year. Transcendence. But I cannot fight for that if I'm scared, hungry, cold lonely. I'm not, I'm not ready for battle, outer or inner. Before we go to battle, we have to check in with our, with our state of life to get our houses in order, our jobs, our relationships in order. Only then are we ready for this week's Kitetse. And that work is the work of Elul. Elul is the battle before the battle, the preparation the checking in to see if we're okay, if our most basic needs are in place. Because before we do the hard work of the war within, that spiritual work of seeking transcendence, we've gotta be okay. We've gotta be okay. And, and just one more key point, the Torah isn't just telling us to check in with ourselves. The Torah describes a priest who goes out and asks everyone else, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you have housing? Do you have something to eat? Do you have folks who love and care for you? And that is also the work of Elul, the great preparation. Before we, we gear up to go inward, we have to turn outward to our community, to our city, our society, and ask if everyone around us is doing okay. And if not, the war will have to wait because we cannot fight spiritual battles, we dare not, when the people around us are in real world 
physical struggle. Tomorrow, Sunday at 4 p.m. in Pasadena, our uh, Brooke Worshafter is leading our, our Minion Cetic team to a gathering of over 300 LA Voice members and several of our state elected officials to tell stories of how housing and in income insecurity are affecting our communities. Our own Brianna Shepard will be speaking and I encourage you all to be there because that's Elul work. That's the work of preparation. That's the work of first things first. Not tshuva, but what must happen before tshuva. Not the war, but the war before the war. So let's fight for everyone so that every one of us will be ready at the dawn of this new year to transcend together. Shabbat shalom. Amen. Hi, it's Rabbi Brass again. Thank you so much for listening. Want more content like this? I hope you'll subscribe and please consider making a contribution to Ikar so we can continue to work toward the fulfillment of our mission to reanimate Jewish life, to embody moral courage, to nurture the spirit and to work to decipher what it means to be a human being in the world today. Visit our website at ikar.org. That's I-K-A-R.org. And I hope to see you maybe even in person sometime soon.